0: Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. Today, as I said, we're kicking off a brand new series uh, that, I, uh, that has me really full of expectation. We've been planning this series for several months. I want to tell you right up front, this is not going to be like one of our typical series we've ever done as a church Number one, this series will last 13 weeks. Um, It'll go at least 13 weeks, but this isn't just a Sunday series. This is going to be a 91-day journey um, for all of us together that we are taking on as a church. And we're going to learn from what I believe, and I'm not sure this word I'm getting ready to use is actually a word, but I'm making it a word today. We're going to learn over the next 13 weeks from the greatest discipler of all times, Jesus. He was the greatest person at making disciples ever. And we're going to learn from him, and we're going to look at the life of Christ. When I say we're going to do a series on the life of Christ and it's going to last 13 weeks, I want to say up front, this is we're not going to start at his birth and go to his death though we will end this around Easter, and so we will be talking about His death, the burial, and His resurrection at that point in time. But really what we're going to be doing over the next 13 weeks is we're going to look at very specific teachings of Jesus and how we can apply those to our lives. And you're going to be able to stay connected, not just on Sunday mornings, but every single day throughout this series. And I'll explain that um, at the end of this message. Today, what I'm doing is really just kind of kicking at us, kicking this series off and calling us to enter in and I'm calling us to discipleship. And then next Sunday, you'll hear your first message um, on the life of Christ. All right. Before we dive into the word today, I want to pray over all of us. Heavenly Father, I just come to you and I just ask you if you would be in this room today God, I believe that the message I have today is not only to kick off this series, but God, I believe this is something you have for Destiny Church in this season. I believe this is something you're calling us to. I believe you're calling us, even as our word is for the year, you're calling us to transformation, but God, you're calling us to discipleship. And so God, I pray that you would create a hunger and a desire in each of us for you and for your word and for your ways like we've never known before remove distractions, remove things that might hinder us from becoming the people you've called us to be. And I pray it starts today. And give me clarity of thought and clarity of speech as I deliver this word and give each of us ears to hear this and a heart that responds. In your name we pray, amen. When Jesus started his public ministry, he was 30 years of age. And the first thing that Jesus did was he got a group of disciples, a group of men, 12 of them, and he began to train them. We know them as the disciples. And we see in Matthew chapter 9, verse 9, kind of this story of Jesus beginning to call them. And it says, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew... Got up and followed him. Follow me and be my disciple. And Jesus is saying that same thing to us today. Come and be my disciple. Now, what is a disciple? Well, the first thing that I see when I see the word disciple and even begin to see what a disciple is in the Bible is a disciple is a learner. A disciple is a student. They are an apprentice. A disciple is someone who has decided to be mentored by somebody else. The second time I begin to see this word disciple uh, begin to unfold to us in the Bible is actually referring to the 12 men that Jesus called, the 12 disciples, the apostles. The third way we begin to see this word disciple in the Bible that I see is in the book of Acts. The word disciple would be a synonym for the word Christian, but in fact in the Bible the word Christian is not even really used. They weren't called Christians, they were called disciples. You look through the New Testament, they weren't really called Christians. That came about later. The fourth way I begin to see this word disciple used is used by Jesus. When Jesus, and this is what we're going to look at today, when Jesus said things like this, what did he mean? If you do this, you will be my disciple. And this is what I want to look at today, this is what we're going to look at over the next 13 weeks with the life of Christ. If you do this, then you can follow me. As most of you know, our word for 2021 is the word transform. But it really goes beyond just a word, just something that's... On a wall. I feel that what God is calling us to as a church is not just a word or not just a theme, but I believe that God is calling Destiny Church in 2021 to radical discipleship. I believe this with everything inside of me. And what I want to do today is I want to give you six things that I believe it requires of us to be a disciple. I want to talk to you today about this call to discipleship. And that's what I'm calling Destiny Church to in 2021. To move beyond our superficial, casual relationships with Jesus. Our Sunday morning relationship with Jesus. And I'm calling us to go deeper. And I'm calling us to be disciples. I'm not asking us to be Christians anymore. You say, Pastor Chad, what do you mean? Use that term however you want to. But I'm calling us to be disciples. I'm calling us to be followers of Jesus Christ. So the first thing I see that I believe is a call to discipleship, and this one's elementary, this one's simple, but I think it has to start here. To be a disciple of Jesus, I must spend time with Jesus. To be a disciple of Jesus I have to spend time with Jesus. And when I say a disciple of Jesus spends time with Jesus, I'm not talking about Sunday mornings. I'm not talking about one or two Sundays a month or even every single Sunday of the month. That's not what makes us a disciple. That's not what makes us a Christian. And we've watered it down so much over the years. We've said, if you come to church and if you've said a prayer and you don't live it any way out there, but as long as you kind of do it in here, you're a disciple. And I think we've missed the mark. And I'm calling us to something more than this. A disciple of Jesus doesn't just spend Sunday morning with him. A disciple of Jesus spends time with Jesus every single day of their life. They spend a lot of time with Jesus. They get to know Jesus. It's a relationship. The more time I invest in a relationship, the more I'm going to get out of the relationship. So the more time I spend with Jesus, the more I'm going to get from Jesus. Now, this message is burning in my heart. And I'm going to say some things that are direct and straightforward today. But I feel like that's what God has called me to That's part of my calling. That's part of who I am. And I think sometimes we've watered it down. So let me just say this. You can't be a part-time disciple of Jesus. You can't just follow him when it's convenient to you or when you want to. You cannot be a a part-time disciple of Jesus. I don't see anywhere that's in the scriptures. I don't see one place In the scripture, in fact, I see the exact opposite. You can't be a part time disciple. And remember, as I've said it in scripture, we aren't even called to be Christians, we're called to be disciples. We're called to radical discipleship. We're called to be a disciple of Jesus. Listen to me. You can't just fit Jesus into your schedule when it's convenient and call yourself a disciple. No, a disciple fits their schedule into what Jesus has for them. Let me say that again. You can't fit Jesus into your schedule or when it's convenient and say, I'm a disciple. Jesus, I got time for you in seven days and I'll see you then. I'll be a disciple on that day. No, it doesn't work that way. You, as a disciple of Jesus, you say, Jesus, what do you want to do in my life? And then you get on board with it and you follow along. You fit your schedule into what Jesus is calling you to. And I know this is a different way of thinking. And I know, even as I was writing this, that there's going to be pushback from this message and even pushback from this next statement. But what we've been doing as a church and what we've been doing and calling it Christianity, honestly, it falls short. You can't be a disciple in just a few minutes a day with a now I lay me down to sleep prayer or a prayer around the dinner table. Or just even going to church on Sundays. It requires more. Look at what John 12, 26 says. This is Jesus. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me because my servants must be where I am and the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Now, this verse is packed with meaning that we oftentimes just skip on by, but I believe this verse teaches us three things about discipleship, or another way we could say this is I believe this verse teaches us three things about spiritual growth, and as your pastor, one of my goals is to help you grow spiritually. One of my goals as your pastor is to help you be a disciple of Jesus, not just in 2021, but every single day of your life from here on out. So three things I see right here in this this verse. Three things concerning discipleship. Number one, it's a choice. What do you say it's a choice? Well, God doesn't force you to grow. God doesn't, requi- God doesn't look at you and say, I'm going to force you. Aren't you glad that God doesn't make us puppets on a string? He doesn't do that. It's a choice. God will never force you to be his disciple. He leaves it up to you. Jesus said in John 20, 12, 26, if anyone wants to be my disciple, it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice to be a disciple. Let me say it like this. You will be... As close to Jesus as you choose to be. Let me say it again. You will be as close to Jesus as you choose to be. How close to Jesus do you want to be? It's a choice. The second thing I see from these verses is this. Discipleship requires commitment. Discipleship requires commitment. You must commit to grow if you want to grow. If you want to transform in 2021, you have to commit to it. If you want to change your physical body, there's a commitment to that. If you want to change your mind, there's a commitment to that. If you want to change your spirit, it requires commitment. Number one, Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, it's a choice. And then he said, it's a commitment. What do I mean by that? You have to come and follow me. There's a commitment. You have to give something up in order to follow after Jesus. It's a choice. It's a commitment. And number three, it's about relationship. Discipleship is a choice. Discipleship requires commitment. And discipleship requires a relationship. What do I mean? It's not just about rituals. It's not just about formulas. It's not just about rules. Jesus said in John 12, 26, if anyone wants to be my disciple, it's a choice. They must come and follow me. It requires commitment. And number three, my servants must be where I am. Spiritual growth, or we could say it this way, discipleship requires being around Jesus. I cannot be a disciple of Jesus if I don't spend time with Jesus. I cannot be a Christian. I cannot be a follower of Jesus if I don't follow him. All right? Now, some of you are going to go and watch the Chiefs game tonight. Some of you are wearing a Chiefs shirt today, and you haven't watched, watched one Chiefs game. Let's just, let's just even change it. Some of you are wearing Bucks shirts today, and you've never watched the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sh- game ever. Now, listen, that does not make you a fan just because you watch a game. Just as coming to church doesn't make me a disciple. Just because I have a Bible app on my phone doesn't make me a disciple or a true follower of Jesus. A true disciple of Jesus chooses to follow Jesus. They commit to following Jesus. And then they determine to get in relationship with Jesus. Mark chapter 3 verse 14. As Jesus is calling his disciples to follow him. Check this out. This is from the message. Uh, from the, uh, the, the Passion Translation. He says, he appointed the twelve whom he named apostles. And it says, he wanted them to be continually at his side as his followers friends a disciple of Jesus is continually at his side at his friends but why and we'll get to this and just it's the last thing we'll talk about so he could send them out to preach a disciple is somebody who spends time with Jesus and becomes a friend of Jesus why so they can go and disciple other people does make get anything today a disciple spends time with Jesus all right number two A disciple loves Jesus with all their heart. Luke 14, 26. All right? This is is a straightforward verse. I think sometimes we don't pay attention to these verses in the Bible, or we don't pay attention to the true meaning. Listen to Luke 14, 26. Anyone who wants to be my follower must love me less than. He does other people. The same amount as. A little bit more than. No. Anyone who wants to be my follower, another way we could say this is anyone who wants to be my disciple must love me far more than he does sports. Than he does food. I mean, you you could, I think sometimes we look at those, but no, it says far more than his own father, his own mother. His own brother, his own sister, yes, more than his own life. But listen to that last line. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. Is that not one of the most straightforward statements ever? If you want to be my disciple, he doesn't say you have to go to church on Sunday. He doesn't say you have to memorize 12 verses a month. He doesn't say you have to tithe. It's not about that. Those are all part of the relationship. I do that because I'm in relationship. But if I don't love Jesus more than anything else, I can't be his disciple. I'm not a follower of Jesus. I think we've watered it down. Anyone who wants to be a disciple of Jesus must love Jesus more than anything else in this world. What Jesus is saying here is this. If you're going to be my disciple, your love for him must be so intense that everything else pales in comparison. I say again, if you want to be a disciple of Jesus, your love for Jesus must be so intense that everything else pales in comparison. Now... That doesn't mean we don't love other people. In fact, it's it's the exact opposite. We're going to look at that in just a moment. But Jesus is saying you have to love Jesus first more than anything else. It's about being exclusive. Think of it this way. If I walked into Tasha today and said, Tasha, I love you so much. You're so awesome. You're so amazing. You're so beautiful. You're the best thing that's happened to me since sliced bread. You know? But... I love five other women the same as I love you. Well, number one, Tasha, I'm just going to see her backside walking out the door. But no, Tasha is not going to believe me if I tell her I love other people as much as I love her. For Tasha and I's relationship to work, it has to be exclusive. It's her and I. Nobody else. And listen to me, parents, just, just even a little bit of a parenting lesson. So let's just pause on this series. My kids can't even compute, compete with my wife. It's me and my spouse first and then my kids. We put our kids up there right along with the, our spouse. And then we wonder, why is our marriage wreck? Because we're prioritizing other things. For Tosh and I's relationship to work, it has to be exclusive. Her and I. It's the same way with Jesus, but even more than that. For my relationship to work with Jesus, it has to be exclusive. Jesus is the ultimate prize that I've got. He has to be first. And then as Matthew 6.33 says, then everything else can be added to it. But it's got to be Jesus first. To be a disciple of Jesus, I have to love him with all of my heart. Everybody say that word all. Mark 12, 29 and 30. Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only... And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Discipleship is measured by your love. Discipleship is measured by your love. Not by how much I know. Not by how many Bible verses I read. Not by how much I go to church. Not by how much I give. It, discipleship is measured by Love. Spiritual growth is measured by love. How much I love God and how much I love others. And that leads me to my third thought for us today. A true disciple of Jesus, listen to this, must love every other disciple. Uh oh. Every? All of them? Sure about that, Pastor Chad? Got to love all of them. I'm not so sure I'm on board with this, Pastor. You know what, Pastor Chad, I'll get on board. I'll love Jesus more. I I think I can even do a better job. You got it. I'll go out here today, and I'm going to love Jesus more. But I'm not so sure, Pastor Chad, I'm on board with you about all the people. Surely I don't have to love all the people, because people can sometimes be annoying. Everybody said amen. No, we don't say amen. But I, but I know someone's like, people can sometimes be irritating. People can sometimes be obnoxious. You, I got to love them. They don't act like me, Pastor Chad. They don't look like me. They don't believe like me. Surely I don't have to love them too. But Jesus tells us very plainly if you're going to be his disciple, you can't just love him and call it good. You have to love others. Listen to what he says, John 13. Let me give you a new command love one another. In the same way I have loved you, you love one another. This is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples. When they see you have love for each other. He doesn't say they're going to know that you love me because you love me. He says they're going to know that you love me by your love for other people. Let me ask you a question today. Do you think the way that you show love to others shows others that you're a disciple of Jesus? Let me ask that again. Do you think the way that you show love to others shows other people that you're a disciple of Jesus? Just in the past 12 months alone, I have seen about that this week. Just in the past 12 months alone, our world has been dealing with so many things that are so divisive. And, man, it is easy for us as Christians to get caught up in it. And I've seen some of you caught up in it. And, man, let me just say it. Some of you, don't throw things, but some of you, your social media stuff that you put out there would not make me think that you're a follower of Jesus. Just look at just look at the last 12 months. We've had issues of racism and people picking sides. We've had Republican versus Democrat, and oh my goodness, have we ever picked sides? When did the church decide to become political? Just a thought. We've got mask, pro mask versus not pro mask, and boy, have we ever picked a side on that as Christians. And man, there is some anger and some bitterness out there with some of the things we talk about. You've got LGBTQ, and we have picked a side on that. And we've got everybody that's dealing with things that we don't agree with. Let me just ask you, you've got all of these people that you don't agree with. Does the way you love them show that you're a disciple of Jesus? But Pastor Chad, I don't agree with their lifestyle. I didn't say you have to agree. I did say, though, Scripture says that you have to love. There's nowhere in Scripture that says I have to agree with somebody that doesn't agree with me or that I don't line up with biblically. I don't have to do that. Listen to me. There are people in this church that don't agree with some of their beliefs and ideas. But I can promise you I'm always going to let that person know that I love them. How they believe doesn't mean that I don't love them. But I wonder for us today, and I know this is straightforward, but this is what God has put in my heart, Destiny Church. If we're going to change, and I don't care, honestly, I don't care if the church shrinks by 50% anymore. As long as we become the church he's called us to become. Because, listen, country clubs don't change lives. Communities of Jesus change lives. Twelve people were called to be disciples, and they had some other followers. And those people went out and changed the world. A disciple of Jesus loves others even if they don't agree with them. Listen to this. 1 John 4.20 This is a tough one, all right? So this one's going to kind of hurt. So if you don't want your toes stepped on, maybe lift them up off the ground, all right? If anyone says, I love God, but keeps on hating his brother, he is a what? Hmm. For if he doesn't love his brother who is right there in front of him, how can he love God whom he has never seen? read it again if anyone says i love god but keeps on hating his brother he is a liar for if he doesn't love his brother is right there in front of him how can he love god whom he has never seen i don't know about you but that one kind of hurts me a little bit if you want to be a disciple of jesus you have to love others why because i believe that discipleship happens in community and there can be no community without others involved Look back at verse, uh, at chapter 12 of Mark, verse 29 and 30. The greatest commandment is this, love Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. But look at verse 31. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God. Love others. It's really as simple as that. Number four, I have to obey Jesus no matter what. To be a disciple of Jesus, I have to obey him no matter what. Might not make sense. Might not be popular. Might cost me a relationship. Might cost me... It might cost me something in work. It might cost me a contract. But it's always the right thing to do. This is why it's so important that we as followers of Jesus learn to hear and listen the voice of God. Because how can we obey somebody who we don't know if his voice is? Is this my voice? Is this God's voice? Is this the devil's voice? You've got to know God's voice so you can obey God. John 8, 31. So Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, If you continue to obey my teachings, you are truly my disciples. Did you hear that? If... You obey, you're my disciples. If you obey, you're my disciples. Destiny Church, please hear me. I want you to catch this today. The Bible will never mean today what it didn't mean yesterday. What do you mean by that, Pastor Chad? Well, if the Bible told me in John chapter 8 that I have to obey to be a disciple of Jesus, in 2021, I still have to obey to be a disciple of Jesus. The Bible will never mean today what it didn't mean yesterday. Romans chapter 15, this isn't in the notes. This won't be on the screen. This is just something that uh, I was reading this morning. Romans chapter 15 says this, verse 4, Even if it was in Scripture long ago, you can be sure it was written for us today. Even if it was written in Scripture long ago, you can be sure it's written for us today. And number five, and this is a big one, I must serve others unselfishly. To be a disciple of Jesus, I must serve others unselfishly. 1 John chapter 3. This is how we've come to understand and experience love. Christ sacrificed His life for us, This is why we ought to live sacrificially for our fellow believers and not just be out for ourselves. If you see a brother or sister in need and you have the means to do something about it, but you turn a cold shoulder and do nothing, what happens to God's love? Listen to this. It disappears and you made it disappear. If we, as God's people, don't love unselfishly, and if we don't serve unselfishly, and we can do something about it, and we don't do something about it, Scripture tells us that love of God disappears in that person's life. Listen, this is not a, the intent of this message was never, let's get more volunteers at Destiny Church and call it discipleship. But I'm telling you, if you're a disciple of Jesus, you will serve others and you will serve the church. If you're a disciple of Jesus, you will serve others and you will serve the church, which is the body of Christ, and you'll do it unselfishly. This is a biblical fact. And let me just take this a step further. If every D.C.er would take a step... And would give of their time, their talent, and their treasure. We would have no needs in this church. I may say again, if every DCer would give, and this, has, this is not even about money. Yeah, you can give of that. But I'm talking about, there are people that are talented in this place that can do something for the body of Christ. And you're not doing it. Well, I love what the Bible says in Acts chapter 4. This won't be on the screen either. This is just some stuff the Lord put in my heart this morning. All the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned, this is, this is the New Testament church, this is the, the original disciples. All the believers united in heart and mind, they felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them all. Listen to this verse 34 though, this is Acts 4 verse 34. There was no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring money to the apostles to give those in need. And again, this isn't, has nothing to do with money at all. But what I'm saying is, as New Testament believers, as the church of today, instead of being unselfish with our time, our talent, and our treasure... And I'm telling you, if we were unselfish with that, there would be no needs in the body of Christ. We've become selfish and we've become hoarders. And a disciple of Jesus is generous with their time, their talent, and their treasure. A disciple of Jesus serves others. If every DC would do this, we would have no needs in this house. But Right now, as we look, I'm just going to just say it, since COVID, and like I said, this isn't, a, this isn't a volunteering message. But right now, we don't have enough greeters you say, well, what can I do, Pastor Chad? Surely we could stand at a door and tell somebody hello. I can do that, and I don't have a whole lot of talent. We don't have enough workers backing kids. We got the same guys that are having to run camera and stuff every week. We don't have enough youth volunteers. This past Wednesday night, the only ones here were Mariah and Cody. And listen to me, and and all church growth studies say this is not the way you recruit volunteers. Listen, this is not a recruitment message. This is a, so we got to get off our tails message. We're called to be disciples. We're not called to be consumers. The disciple of Jesus serves others and serves the body of Christ unselfishly. All right? Number six, I close with this. A disciple of Jesus has to pass on the good news. When I hear it, I'm supposed to pass it on to somebody else. Matthew 4, 19 and 20. Jesus called them and said, Come follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. As disciples of Jesus, we are called to fish for men. We are called to disciple other believers. I guess you could say, listen, a little bit more straightforward again. If we aren't fishing for men, if we aren't discipling others, are we really disciples at all? Let me ask you a question today. Is anyone going to heaven because of you? Has anyone said yes to Jesus? because you introduce them to Jesus? If you're not fishing for men, you have to ask yourself, am I really following Jesus? One of my favorite verses on this subject is Romans 10, 14. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? You see, God expects us to pass it on There's this old study out that said 75% of people are in church today and in a relationship with Jesus because a friend or a family member or a relative, somebody like that, invited them to come to know Jesus. And this week as I was sitting there, I was thinking, I wonder what that statistic will be like in a few years. Let me just say this as I close. If I had a cure for cancer or for COVID and I held on to it, How awful would you think I am? You'd think I'm pretty awful, right? Well, you have something better than a cure for cancer or a cure for COVID. You have a cure to the forgiveness of sins. You have a cure to hope for a future. And his name is Jesus. You have it at your disposal. Give it out. A disciple of Jesus has to pass on the good news. in 2021, this is what God's calling us to, to grow, to transform, to become disciples, and to make disciples. Another way we could say this, and I want you to make this your motto, is God is calling us here at Destiny Church to hear it, to do it, and then to share it. To hear it, to do it ourselves, and then to share it. Let's pray.